Hello, welcome to Game Chat, the video game book club on the internets. Um, this is Jonathan, and uh, this week we are having our first chat on Inscription. Inscription came out uh, January 2020, developed by Daniel Mullins Game, and publisher published by Devolver Digital. A little about Inscription, it is an inky black card-based odyssey that blends the deck-building roguelike escape room-style puzzles and psychological horror into a blood-laced smoothie. Darker still are the secrets inscribed upon the cards. Uh, as always, we always like to start off with an intro question to get to know us chatters um today's intro question is pretty just you know basic we probably asked it before in the past uh but what's your favorite tabletop slash card game starting at the top hi this is franco um i don't know that's a good one i don't play uh, you know a lot of tabletops um so <laughs> nor card games so <laughs> this is right up my alley. Um Yeah, uh, 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 cop out, say Monopoly. <laughs> I mean that's not a cop out. That's a tabletop game, it's a classic. Do you <laughs> do you play it with the actual rules or the dumbed down safe for children rules? Oh actual. So I, you do the reading and everything like that? I try to, yeah, but you know, got to consider who you're playing with, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's um, the big thing. <laughs> yeah, you don't want to turn it into agony for other some from other for other people. So, yeah, card games. No, I've never gotten into any of that. That, that you know, that genre. Now I can see why. <laughs> like not even just like poker or anything. Oh, oh, oh. Well, yeah. If you want to, I played uh, a good deal of. Uh, uh, not a good deal, but I. Dabbled in Texas Hold'em for a while, uh, so it's it's an interesting game. It it's, takes a long time. It's if you go to a, if you're stuck in a casino, you know it takes a bit to get a table. But uh, it's if you want to blow off some you know some time and you know without risking a lot of money, Texas Hold'em is a good way to do it. You just because you don't have to get involved with the hand, you don't want to. You don't like yeah. your cards? Fold them. <laughs> <laughs> that, and you end up sitting there for four hours and maybe waiting for like three good hands. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's what that's the trap. After about yeah. an hour or two, you start getting impatient and start playing hands you shouldn't be playing. <laughs> that's how they get you. Yep. <laughs> um so I'll go next. Um, I don't know. This is where it's like, if I'm going like, if I if I go basic, I love, I love Clue. I've always loved Clue. Oh yeah, I love Clue too. Yeah, that's a that's a great. Game. Um, if I want to get a little more niche, 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 um, I'd say. Probably horrified by Robinsberger. Mm. Um, it's it's a 
I like both versions. They have two versions. Um, it's like a, it's a co-op game um, where you're basically just trying to defeat monsters as they're like roaming around the village. And the first Horrified is um, was made in partnership with Universal, and so it's all the classic Universal monsters. You know, the classic Dracula, um, Creature from the Black Lagoon, The Mummy, Frankenstein, Frankenstein's Monster, Frankenstein, uh, The um, Bride of Frankenstein, you know. And it's all, it like, all the art is, like, the classic. And it's just, it's a fun, like, they all have their own mechanics, the Wolfman and everything. And, and if you've watched all the classic original universal monster movies there's tons of like homages to those movies and the card art and items and it's just it's it's a lot of fun and then um for people that don't be the they made a new version of horrified that came out last year which is the same game but instead of the classic universal monsters it's American monsters, which is basically cryptids. So it's like Bigfoot, Mothman, Jersey Devil, uh, and so it's like you know me, anything with Bigfoot in a in a game, I'm there. Um, uh, but yeah, so those are those are. Uh, this is Chris. Um, I never really got too much into card games. I did try and get into magic at one point back in middle school. Uh, but uh, what was it? I was in a, I think it was in the sci-fi club that I was in. Like they were starting to do magic and then that whole thing all fell apart and then my friends just lost interest in it. And then there was no one else around to play and I never quite grasped the concept of how to play it. So I just lost all interest in it at that point. Um, card games with poker. I still don't quite grasp the concept of that either. (laughs) Um, I do like, uh, is it rummy or gin rummy? I don't know. Yeah. So I yeah. do like that game, although it's been quite a while since I've played it, so I need a refresher course, but uh, I do enjoy that game. But as for, like, board games, um, I think if I had to pick a favorite, it would probably have to be 13 Dead End Drive. Hmm. Uh, hmm. If you never heard of it before it's kind of like mousetrap-esque in a way where you like it it's, has 3D elements to it that you have to build up the board and uh, you're essentially going into a mansion where I think it's like your grandparent had died and you're going to uh, essentially the like reading of the will. <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> um, but, 
like there are traps uh, throughout the mansion, and like the chandelier will f- will fall on someone, or the suit of arms can fall on you, or there's like <laughs> trap doors in, in the fireplace and stuff like that. And it's just like it's such an enjoyable, fun game uh, to play, and especially as a kid, it was just like uh, um, just really entertaining. Uh, and wow. uh, they they did re-release it as thirteen thirteen Dead End Drive, which was essentially the same game but with a new mechanic that involved like a safe and money and stuff like that. Um, I have both of them, but I never really played the the second one. Um, but uh, but yeah, if you ever go to a thrift store, there. They're usually mixed throughout. Uh, so if you do find one, I do uh, highly recommend you pick it up. Uh, just make sure that that uh, all of the pieces are there. Um, huh. because, like I said, it's like it, it is like a mousetrap type of thing where there are a bunch of 3D plastic pieces in there. So. Oh, uh, they did. Uh, they did do like a 25th or 20th anniversary re-release mm-hmm. of it um, that I think is still up on Amazon. Yeah, I'm looking at it right now. So that one is pretty much the same. Uh, there was some differences to it. Uh, I do have that one as well. That was gifted to me for a Christmas thing. Um, but I never really, I haven't had time to go through too much to see what the differences are. I think there were a few pieces that they changed or took out entirely just to save on costs and stuff, but yeah. Uh, they don't make them like they used to. No. <laughs> well, thank you. So, let's dive into this this game. Um, so, Inscription. Um, you know, the stopping point I kind of I kind of made it vague because I hadn't played it yet. Uh, I was just, you know, play your watch, you know, at least like you first, you know, a couple hours or whatever, just until you get like a good impression of the game. And then uh, and then we'll come back November 8th, maybe sooner, depends on what our schedules look like. <laughs> or if I'm the only one who wants to talk about this game. <laughs> um, uh and we'll we'll do our our final discussion. Um, so, you know, as always, let's just start trying true. Uh, what what system do we play it on, or watched it on? I'm playing it on the PS4. Okay, I'm playing it on YouTube. Nice. Or, or should I say Markiplier? <laughs> Mark, cha-ching! <laughs> no, <laughs> um, yeah, I played it on PS5, which they made a special PS5 version that actually has some things that I think are unique that I was like, oh, uh, it's just a little thing. I'm pretty, pretty sure it's the exact same as the PS4 version otherwise. Graphics. But, uh, no, actually, uh, the PS5 controller it has different lights in it and yeah. like 
the I every now and then when something was happening on screen, I'd look down and and my controller starts like doing a strobe light with all the stuff happening on the screen. Oh. I'm like, oh, that's cool. I didn't expect that. <laughs> nice. Uh, but it was it was really cool. It was like it was a very cute touch that I really liked. Um like every every time you sacrifice a card, like your controller, the controller light turns red and it's like ping, and, and like sound comes for the controller. You're like, oh, okay. But um, yeah. Uh, I do feel like because I've also watched it on YouTube. I I I do feel like in making it for a controller for the PlayStation. I think I think there are some things that are simplified but then also some things that are that are harder <laughs> that i think are like are more intuitive watching people play it with like a mouse and keyboard uh like like i think watching people play it uh on on pc and stuff the like it's very much more point and clicky whereas when you play it on a playstation it pretty much highlights everything you could click on <laughs> it correlates it to a button. <laughs> so, but, uh, Frank, what do you think about controls and gameplay and actually a little, not so much, um, ease, but what they wanted you to do. Like, uh, it took me a bit to realize and exactly when you can do it, like, you know, when you're looking at your cards or something. At a certain point when you're playing your cards, you could do R1 to check the manual or um, check your three gift items, you know, if you have them. Mm-hmm. And it's yeah. not you know, it's not quite, uh, you know, it's only at certain points when you're playing your hand. Um, yeah. So... Uh, but the other, you know, the other aspects of the game, uh, yeah, I mean, it's moving around. It's just a little, little clunky moving around the the the, the puzzle room sometimes. But uh, other and exactly what the puzzle room is about, you know, you don't really. It does. I mean, I wish there was like some text. The first, or you know, while you're moving around, like he might explain what's going on. Yeah, you know? it it's very obtuse i guess i don't know it's it's it it, it's very much one of those games where they they purposely designed it to to make you to make the player be confused like i think that's like that's part of the the whole aspect of the way the game starts you know it's succeeding huh yeah yeah um yeah so I guess to talk more about the mechanics, we need to like kind of basically just talk about how the game starts or how it doesn't start technically. Um, so as soon as the game like boots up, uh, you get like the the opening screen, and um, and the first thing I think everyone will notice is you can't. You can't select new game. You have to hit continue. And um, and so when you hit continue, it's like you're playing on someone else's like save. So it just kind of throws you into it, you know, 
And if you haven't seen the whole, uh, it's a deck building, it's a card game thing, and you're playing against this creepy guy in shadows with eyes. Uh, <laughs> and yeah, the um, eyes are the creepy eyes are done really well. Yeah. Oh yeah. Um, and and then like he he kind of teaches you the rules slowly, and you like get new mechanics and it's it's and I would suggest go look up like pictures and stuff because it's very hard to like describe this card game but like basically the whole mechanic is just to cause damage to the opposing player and the way you play cards is that most cards have a cost and the way you pay that cost is you have to like sacrifice uh, you have to sacrifice one or two or three cards to play a card with a cost which the cards with the cost generally always have you know the better stats or do things and so and I, I've played some games where like that's very common it's like okay yeah you just trade out certain things but all the cards for the most part all have like woodland creatures on it and <laughs> where the game gets very creepy i mean it's already creepy with the guy you're playing against because you don't see him and there's eyes and everything but where the story like starts is when he's teaching you this to sacrifice things <laughs> and sacrifice cards and everything <laughs> you uh <laughs> The cards start like talking back to you. Yeah, <laughs> a couple of them, yeah, and, and are just like some of some of them are, and, and then that's when it's just like, oh, you're not just sacrificing cards; you're sacrificing like yeah. there's a deeper, creepy meaning to it. And like when you sacrifice, it's like they mean sacrifice. Like your mouse turns into a dagger, and like there's little blood icons, and <laughs> and you're in a creepy, desolate cabin. But um, but yeah, and you don't, and then it's like you you play card like matches, and then you get like, and then the guy you're playing against almost kind of like a like a game master if you're playing like a like Dungeon Dragons or something, you know, he'll tell you the story of like, oh, you're going down the trail, you know, and there's like a little map icon and everything, um. And, and every now and then, or he'll ask you to get something from the cabin, and that's when you learn you can actually move around the cabin, and then the cabin there's escape room style puzzles and stuff, and 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 a lot of it is you know other than the first like couple rounds of the games, you you don't learn a whole lot <laughs> at all. Um, but, uh, but yeah, uh, you have anything you want to add, Frank or Chris? Um, I, I found it interesting that, uh, does the guy have a name or is he just, uh, he, he does have a name that's revealed at the end. So just like the, the dungeon master guy there. I just like how at 
at first he's like, yeah, you're free to walk around. Just don't touch any of my stuff. Mm-hmm. And then you start touching yeah. stuff and you're, you're, you're revealing things and you're picking up cards. Yeah. So he doesn't notice. <laughs> like, and sometimes he'll comment on it too. Mm-hmm. And like, he'll just say, it's like, oh yeah, I hid those there a long time ago. And, you know, you found them, so I guess you can have those. And it's like, you just told me not to touch any of your stuff, and I'm touching all your stuff, and I'm finding these things, and you're perfectly fine with me doing this? It's just... Yeah. Like, I don't know. He, it's, yeah. It's, yeah. Go ahead. I don't know, it's just kind of weird, because it's, it's like, it's almost like he's he's wanting you to succeed in... Uh, mm-hmm. In, in escaping or, or whatever the purpose whole purpose is for this game. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I mean. It's kind of the, the toughest part was getting what happens, what's happening when you lose. <laughs> and what's supposed to be, you know, it's like. And then I, you know, it's like, oh, you know, you just keep. I'm, de- I'm, I'm about, I don't know, maybe three and a half, four hours in, and I'm running out of cards. <laughs> like when when I goes, to, when you die, you know, it's not permadeath, but you, you know, you you lose twice, and uh, you start over. <laughs> yeah, and you start over, and you have to build the death card of. Like it's like you know you get to build like almost a custom card out of what you have. The last time I just like before I jumped on here, I only had like one of each card <laughs> to build my death <laughs> card with. Yeah, like, and it, uh, but that's also the trick is sometimes you're not guaranteed that you're gonna get find your death card either. Oh, in uh, the deck, yeah, yeah. I, okay, well, I think I've hit, I've yet to play it. I think in the, well, the three because yeah. you don't. I, I, you know, a, lot, a lot of times he doesn't give it to you. Like you'll have to like when you go later in the map, yeah. Where you get new cards, occasionally he'll give you. He'll show one of your custom cards. But then there was another time I got to a boss, and the boss played one of my cards, and I was like, "Oh no, I made it too good." <laughs> and, yeah, I mean, um, I, I see. I didn't even know that. I would assume that it's in my deck. It's, I just haven't drawn it yet. No. No, that's the thing is when you when you die and start over, right. um, you are only given uh, you're only given four cards when you start right. over, and out of out of those, it's like the only thing guaranteed are the the talking cards, um, and then I think a bullfrog. <laughs> they, well, he always gives you a bullfrog. Right. Um, and then, and then, it's possible you'll you'll get your death card, and like when you're exploring his little map thing, but it's not guaranteed. Oh. It's more. It's more. He's making your death card just to add to his collection. Okay. And so they just go into the rotation of cards you might be able to get. Right. Um. But but yeah, it's it's very it it takes a while to get there um, because it, it's like you get so wrapped up in playing a card game 
in like the escape room style of this, but this this game is a a roguelike in some aspects in that like <laughs> you're supposed to to die. Uh, okay. And I'm, I'm doing that well. Well, and to the point where it's like if you reach <laughs> if you reach a certain boss or if like if if you reach a certain point and you're you know doing good the he, the game will will quote unquote glitch and be and he'll say no you're going too fast this is too soon and like <laughs> and his entire side of the board is filled up with um grizzly bears and it was like it's like there's no way you can defeat it and it's an instant kill right and so it's like there are, there are moments where the game forces you to to die um so i i guess uh have you faced any bosses yet frank i've consistently i Except the last one, I just got a lousy draw and did some bonehead moves. But I usually can get, you know, every time I restart, I usually can get to the prospector and beat him. Mm-hmm. But it's when I get to the wetlands, it really gets hairy. Yeah, it. Yeah, it's it's uh it's interesting because once you get to a boss, it's like there's there's a new thing in there that's tricky. Um, oh, yeah, you have to beat him twice. You have to beat him twice, but then also, like, they'll they'll have some kind of gimmick. Yeah. You know? Like, like the, the miner will always, like, you know... Like, fill up your, after, your bottom row, yeah. Yeah, in the second round, whatever cards you have played, he will turn into, like, gold. So if you have any cards in play, like... Yeah. Those are gone. But then also, like, you can beat it without it, but the easiest way to to beat him is he has a card called a pack mule. And if you kill the pack mule, you'll get a whole bunch of cards. Yeah. I didn't know how the pack mule worked. You know, I I was trying to figure out how the pack mule works. It doesn't seem I do any damage against it, but yeah, no, no, you, you can do damage. He has, he just has five health. Oh, okay. Um, and and really, the the only way you can know to do that is, is the first I guess quote unquote character you meet, aside from the, the guy you're playing against, is the stoat card. Right. It's one of the first cards he shows you, and the stoat, talks to you, and the stoat's like, this guy's crazy, <laughs> you know. Yeah. <laughs> like, stoat never played. Lo- We're gonna figure out if you if you sacrifice the stoat, he'll like he'll be like, oh come on. <laughs> or, yeah. Stout never likes when I put him on the board. He's like, well, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. He he says it all the time. And. um, Yeah. And. And he'll he'll tell you when you play the prospector. He'll he'll say, you know, his advice is go for the he's like, well, he says the mule is the key. And so you have to, like, fig- figure it out. But. um. But uh, do you have have you unlocked um, totems yet, Frank? Yeah, I, I just, you know, when I first see a totem, I, I always pick a bottom because I figure you need the, you can't just have yeah. a top. 
So yeah, well, and, I think you're always you? given a squirrel head. Like you always, I think when you get a totem. Or wait, no, you where did you get the squirrel head? No, I've been always, I've been always picking, and not seeing a. Well, I think I've might have seen a squirrel once or twice, but I usually pick the elk. Oh, okay. I'm trying to remember. I think one of the. Have you done any puzzles in the escape room? Yet. Yes. I finally figured out how to get to this. You know, open the safe and then get the couple cards, and it gives mm-hmm. you the key to the other one. Mm-hmm. And I I did the first two. And I haven't cheesed it yet, but I think the other two were unsolvable. <laughs> just I have tried every <laughs> possible combination of put what cards in what order, and it doesn't add up to five. <laughs> no, that that's the the Bob two are it gets tricky because you have to like learn. It's because the symbols on the on the cards are ones yeah. like you don't have any of those cards. <laughs> and yeah, so, and, and uh, I mean, there's only so many possible combinations with the cards, were, and the, well, some of them won't move, right? There's yeah. Some. So I've the you know the one I, I've tried every single possible combination of where to put the cards, and it's like I'm trying to remember. It might be in one of those. Now that I think about, it, now that I'm talking about it. You, um, I think in one of those last puzzle boxes, you are given the squirrel totem head, and that okay. will always be in your inventory. Wow. Oh. Um, and depending on your luck, uh, the thing with totems is like they will always like give. A certain whatever, like if you have a squirrel head or the elk head, it's like any card that classifies as that will have that ability. Mm-hmm. So, like, you know, if you have the elk head, all the elk or like fawn cards, oh, or what's, card, what's ever on the bottom. Okay. Yeah, the whatever is on the totem bottom, that that ability will appear on all those cards. Okay. Um, and the whole thing is is uh is you're always given your you play with two decks. You have your main deck and then you have your squirrel deck, which the squirrel deck you basically just use squirrels to as sacrifice, as yeah. sacrifice fodder. Um and so that's where things get interesting when they give you the squirrel head that you always have. Uh that's where I found out and and Chris, if you if you continue watching Markiplier, you'll you'll see what he figures this out, because <laughs> um, uh, if you get the right ability on the totem with the squirrel, you are you are like pretty much set <laughs> for the entire game. Man, the main skill I'm talking about is the um, there is a revival skill. Where basically, if if a if the card dies, it goes back to your hand. Okay. <laughs> and when you put that on the squirrel, you get you you will always have any time you sacrifice a squirrel, it just goes back to your hand. They can keep sacrificing it, and so you can keep sacrificing all in the same turn because you can only draw a card from the deck once, unless you have a special card in a bottle, but. 
So it's like once you do that, it's like you never have to worry about uh you know, it having enough things to sacrifice to fill the board. You know. Because right, once you sacrifice yeah. it, it opens up the slots again, right? Oh yeah, yeah. And it is all the same turn, and so it's like it gets crazy. But um and that's now, the only way I was able to get through it. <laughs> now if you have a if you have a card that requires two two blood, right? Mm-hmm. And it's on the board can you use that if you sacrifice that with a it only what comes up it would when you still want, only you need to sacrifice you would you would still have to get at least another squirrel or two things um but each turn you could draw a new a new squirrel right That's, but can you sacrifice something other than a squirrel oh yeah you can sacrifice any card oh okay um any card from your hand, you can sacrifice, which that's a good thing to know. Um, so, like, Did if you ever get, like, pelts, I think yeah, pelts yeah. can be sacrificed, I think. And then, like, in boss battles, the smoke, the smoke can be sacrificed. Right. Uh, you know, and then, and then another mechanic is some cards require bones, you know, yeah. and you only get bones if... Yeah, every time a card gets sacrificed. If a card gets... Built. Yeah. Killed or sacrificed, which that's the other thing with the revive with the revival squirrel, you will have so many bones. Right. <laughs> um but yeah, I'm, uh, I'm still at the point though in this when I'm playing cards. Stuff will happen. I'm like, why did that happen? <laughs> um now yeah. You know how to to look at the rule book for the symbols, yeah. right? Yeah. I okay. still you know, it's like well, I was just figuring out the whale one, that the water one. It just—it's—they're almost like invincible, you know. It's like they yeah, go back under—they go back underwater after they do their damage, and you can't attack them. So it's yeah. like, how the hell do you beat these things? You, yeah, you really—you can only hope really to tie can. them. Yeah, yeah, you—you—you you, you just have to block them or you if know you get just scissors. get around them. Yeah. Um. And, and, you know, sometimes you will have, like, good runs and bad runs, depending on your cards. Oh, yeah. But, but it is, it is like, there is some strategy, like, and you have to, like, especially further along, it's like, you gotta figure out what you're going with. You know, like, like, if you want to go with, like, one of the runs I did that's, like, I just went full ants. I don't even understand how ants work. <laughs> it's just well, like I don't... ants. Ants are interested because like their attack power depends on um, how many other ants you get on the board, including so, the other guy, or just yours. Just yours. Okay, so you, the so, most you can have is four ants, right? Yeah, but if you get four ants and then you attack, they each all ant attack does with four, four damage and like. And you can like instantly win a game if you can get your board loaded with ants, um, or you know basically there's a whole game like if you can figure out how to like do enough damage that first round, it's like you can insta kill anything. <laughs> and, right. um, and even watching uh, today, I was watching uh, 
Markiplier's playthrough also. And there are some cards I never picked up, like rare cards and stuff, because I was like, oh, I don't know what that does. Or like or the game is is specifically very vague on what this card does. And some cards I didn't even realize how good they were. Like, um, have you seen a card called Ouroboros? Uh, I think I I might have eating, and it just uh, yeah okay. It it has like one health and zero attack power, or like one attack power, and you look at it and you're like, it's basically oh. the same thing as the cat. It's like why would I want this? Thing? Well, I didn't. I never played it, but Markiplier, if you watch his playthrough, he he falls in love with this card because basically every time you use it, you sacrifice. Ouroboros, its health and attack power will increase. And it will... And it increases permanently throughout all playthroughs, even oh, if you okay. lose a card and get it back. So, <laughs> spoiler for the Markiplier run, if you guys are watching it, he gets his Ouroboros card up to 14 attack. <laughs> and so he can insta-kill insta everything. With that stupid card, and because it revives, it always goes back to your hand, and it's like, oh, oh okay. goodness! It goes back into your playing hand or into yeah, the deck? yeah. It goes back in your playing hand. Oh, okay. So you could just keep playing it and keep ramping it up. Okay. And it's like, oh goodness! But so there's like lots of cards. Like, Mo like I wish Steph was here. There's a Mothman card. Oh, okay. The only way you know it's Mothman is you get the card at first, and it's just called, like, Baby Larva. Oh, yeah. And it doesn't I... have... <laughs> it can't do anything for pretty much three turns. You have to wait. You have to play it and then wait three turns, and then it will turn into Mothman. And then he's really good. <laughs> but you have to, like... There is a whole bunch of weird mechanics that, like, just the game doesn't teach you and I think that's the biggest like kind of hurdle like they do have the rule book that explains symbols but then there are there are a few cards that are like black tentacles you know Lovecraftian looking mm -hmm. and <laughs> if you try to look what those do in the uh, uh, in the rule book you can't read it because all the there's ink blots yeah staining the pages and so you just have to they obviously they want you to experiment with cards and everything. Um, and. Yeah, it, it's, well, here, here's the thing that I that I just thought of as we're as we're talking. Mm -hmm. If you go back, you know, and die, right. And you go back. It should I would, you know, like reset the puzzle room. Because, but you know, yeah. yeah, once you open up those things and you lose those cards, well, they're gone forever. Yeah, but those, what happens is those cards go into the pool of cards that he gives you. Okay. So it's like otherwise those cards won't unlock. That's that's where right. that comes in. Um, now <laughs> there are there are some things in there that I didn't find out until I did them by accident. So Frank, do you want me to go ahead and like? Sure. Hints? <laughs> All right. Please. <laughs> just to just to make things easier. Um, so the um, the table next to the puzzle room with the candles and like the skull. Mm -hmm. I take the um, teeth out of the skull. 
Yeah. I, I don't know um, why. I don't know what that does. It, it's it's free money. You okay. know how when you get uh, if you if you beat him past what's needed, you know he collects the te- golden teeth ah. in the bowl, and then I don't know if you've run into the trapper yet where you can buy pelts. Yeah, with teeth, right? Yeah. So basically, that's just free money for when you run to the trapper. Oh, uh, okay. Or, so know, if so, it just it, adds to your money supply. And that's permanent. Like you always go back to the skull and get those those teeth. Yeah, I and it's not it's not the same number of teeth either. I don't know the exact rule with that, but yeah, it's like any any time when you start a new game, it's like you go to that skull and grab some teeth. So if you see a tra- money. So if you, I, I, you know, I'm still trying to learn the what the symbols on the map are. What which one's the trapper? You know. The trapper is the one with like the metal bear trap. Okay. Um, yeah. Um, as far as symbols on the map, there's there's a campfire, which will strengthen uh, one of your cards. Um, and then there's the um, of course there's the battle symbols, um, and the collect a card. Eventually, there's like a cave looking one. And that is like a get do like a little test thing where basically. Basically, he'll give you like. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, you choose a rule for health or for power or yeah. And if you succeed that test, he'll give you like a special rare card. Um, The big thing with the trapper is you buy pelts. And pelts are pretty useless for the most part <laughs> um but if you find the trader which the trader that's the hardest one because the symbol looks like a tombstone okay but the trader um trades for pelt yeah the trader trades for pelts and like will give you cards you know based on like kind of like the level of pelt you have like hair pelts are like cheap basic cards if you have a wolf pelt, that will give you some like stronger middle class cards. If you get golden pelts, right, the trader will give you rare cards that are super powerful and everything. Right um, now, do you ever play them, or you just keep them in your hand if you get them dealt? The the pelts, yeah. Um, Can you just use them as one use blockers for you know saving that's, points? Yeah, and I think you can. I think you can sacrifice them too. So. Like that's that's what I use them for is like if I as like blockers <laughs> to block an attack if I need to. Yeah, I, I was just uh, like a couple an hour or so in, I got hip to oh, I should be blocking those blank spaces <laughs> if I can, even yeah. if it means a sacrifice. Better to sacrifice than lose a point. Yeah, in some cases, definitely. Um, so the thing next to the skull on that table. Um, it's in a cage, yeah. It's a wolf in a cage. Okay, is it so the cage is still locked? For me, yeah. <laughs> okay. I don't know when it unlocks. But just <laughs> basically whenever that unlocks, um you're gonna take that wolf and take it over to the there's also a wooden squirrel statue holding a knife. Okay. 
you're gonna you, you all you do is just take the wolf statue there and then you'll get that knife I say that because the knife the knife is the only way to proceed and they never definitively tell you that <laughs> so um like that's like it, it's an item it's very much like the the tooth pulling item right pliers yeah but just because it is a bit squeamish like this game is not for the faint of heart uh what the 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 knife does a very similar thing in that you remove a body part to place on the uh, scale oh uh, okay he, uh, if you're desperate you, right yeah and what it does is you you take out your eye with the knife oh wonderful and and what the good thing about that is that your eye weighs a lot so you could win a game that way okay but but also the game because it's like first person kind of thing the the right side of the screen will actually like darken and it's oh. actually very hard to see oh god <laughs> all right I, I don't know if i but, but it's almost required to end the game you, it is required because oh, i'll go ahead and just tell you just because it's you know if you don't right. i'll tell you this but if you if you beat whatever game you carved your eye out with yeah um he will he will like he will be impressed that you right, cut out your own eye to win a game. Right. And he will give you a replacement eye. It'll open up like a box full of eyes. <laughs> and and there is one particular eye. I'll say you'll you'll know it when you see it, because sometimes it doesn't pop up. But once you put that eye in, all of a sudden you can see all these like hidden messages in the cabin. Oh, okay. And that's really the only way to to get to figure out. I don't want to say end game because that's the thing that's crazy. Because I I've played, I got addicted to this game over the weekend, and I probably I put in, I'm probably at least ten hours into this game wow. now. And it's that's what makes this very hard because, and it, I realized now it's bad calling this the impressions episode because. Once you get through this little cabin section, it literally goes into a completely different game, and there's this whole like creepy pasta meta narrative going on, and it gets wild, and I still don't know what happens because like basically I beat the second game that it goes to, which is still it's still a card you still like basically learn the skills you've you've been learning. It's still the same basic stuff that they throw stuff at you. But I don't even know how many games, quote unquote, games are in this game. It's like because <laughs> once I I beat the, the shady guy in the cabin, I was right. like, oh, the game's over. And it's like, no, this is only like the first third of the game <laughs> or fourth. I don't know yet. <laughs> so I I say this as the person who suggested to play this game because <laughs> I was the one who nominated it and I really wanted to play it. Um, I'm really into it, but I also know I don't begrudge anyone 
Who bails? Frank, if you wanna if you wanna bail, just watch a let's play on this one. I will I don't begrudge you at all. <laughs> Cause even me, even though I'm loving it, it's getting pretty like Oh, okay. This, I don't know again. how much more Right now if you if you go <laughs> it, back if you get past the cabin part, let's say, right? Uh-huh. And you die, do you go all the way back? Um, because that would be really like you gotta be kidding. Do you want me me. to? Yeah, tell me because I want to be ready. I don't want to lose my controller when it happens. No, (laughs) no. What? Well, if you don't have a certain item, it will just take you back to the beginning. Oh, so I will prepare you for that. Okay. Um, but if you get the special eye that lets you see things, um. Which I'll, I'll go ahead and even tell you that once you get the eye that tells you to see things, you can solve the clock puzzle. Okay. And the item you need is in the clock. Okay. Um, that's the main thing you need to know. And um, and once you get that item, then if you beat him, then then you pass. But if you don't have that item, basically he will he will be like. Congratulations. <laughs> and you know, be like, let me take your picture to put on my wall. And basically the way the, the game's working up to this point, even when you die, you know, your death card kind of thing. Basically, every time you restart, you're technically a new person. Okay. Even though you're a, you're the players still playing. Right. And so so basically when he takes your picture and turns you into a card. Right. That's killing you. Yeah, that's why it's called like the death card. Okay. And but if you if you beat him and uh if you beat him he'll take your picture. It'll put a, like a little number 1 ribbon on it. It'll it'll be pinned on the door in the next playthrough. Oh, okay. <laughs> but it uh, like it it is like a purgatory kind of thing. Like until you get oh, that yeah. item but you okay all right um so yeah be prepared for that and then and then once you finally beat him then then the game gets weird which it's weird to say that what we're playing now isn't weird but it, it it it's very interesting and all right, do you, Frank. Do you think you're going to continue? Uh, yeah, th- th- third. Yeah, I'll. You know, I now that I know it's just rinse and repeat. You know, I'll give it yeah. some more work, but you know, I'm not going to be like heartbroken, <laughs> obsessing over it. Yeah, yeah. I'll see if I get more used to what cards do what and get better at that's making stupid plays. <laughs> you know? Yeah, it, there is that learning curve, but I feel like once you know what cards to look for and like what totems to look for out of the gate. Right. Um, it, yeah, I had no, see the game should have told you how those totems work. I had no idea. The bottom is the power you get and the top is the, the animal. That yeah. The and then also with the sacrificial spots, <laughs> um, with the sacrificial spots, the first card you pick is the one that's going to get destroyed. <laughs> and the second one is going to be the one who inherits the power. 
Don't don't make that mistake. <laughs> Hold on. Oh oh, and in that sacrifice thing. Yeah 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 yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I like that part of the game. You know, you get to pick. You know, to pick oh. grab a sigil off of off of one card and put it on another. Oh, and I love that because you can make like some of the craziest broken cards. Yeah. Um. Well, yeah. Um, I, I always try to p- power up the cat. You know, what's his name? Uh, Stoic or whatever. I forget his oh, name. Oh yeah, the 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 cat the cat that just re- yeah resuscitates. Stoat. Oh, the stoat. Yeah, yeah, the stoat. It's good. Um, the stink bug. We didn't talk about the stink bug. Stink bug's another card that will. Uh, talk to you. yeah. They start yeah. Then, then they start having conversations. Yeah. If they're both on the board uh, at the same time, yeah. Yeah, and I, I will say the more you you die, and the more you progress, like the bosses, um, just <laughs> stay aware of what the stoat and stink bugs art is. Okay. Because, uh, yeah, it's just, it's interesting. Just this game is so fascinating, and it's like it's. I want to I want to just talk about all of it, but I I really don't want to s- spoil it. So. Yeah, maybe if we could find a playthrough that's like you know a fast forward, skipping all the 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 in betweens <laughs> and hitting the high notes, you know. Yeah. Maybe I don't know. Uh, yeah, I mean. As of right now, I've only seen Markiplier and then like Jesse Cox's, and so it's like both. I think both of those. I mean, yeah. I don't know. It's it's it's. Yeah, <laughs> I, I'm now realizing this. This is such a fascinating game. I don't really think it's that. Now that we're at the end of our chat, <laughs> I don't think it's a really good game chat game. Now that I'm thinking about it. Yeah, because it really doesn't so... sound like there's an end. <laughs> I I think there is, but it's it takes so long. You basically have to beat a game to get to the real game and the real story. And I think that's where the, the, the problem is. And if I were to I don't know, if we <laughs> if I had already played through the game I would have like given us two weeks to play it and have been like, oh, beat the cabin for the first chat. That's how I would have done it. But, you know, hindsight is 2020. And so now it's just. We'll talk about it once we've all finished the game and or finished watching YouTube playthroughs. <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean, as much as it's such like a. Because I'm now thinking about our poor listeners listening to this chat. Listeners like Chris. <laughs> it's just, uh, just like, just talk about like, oh yeah, no, this card, it does this thing. It does this and you hit it. And it's like, yeah, you power it up. And it's, I imagine it is how. Uh, you know, when you're just talking to someone about a game that they've never played and they don't want to play. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, we'll go ahead. Any any final thoughts? Any final impressions? Do you have any, do you have any theories of what's actually going on in this game? 
Uh, no. Weird shit, that's for sure. Yep. That is... That's that's pretty. That's it. That's that's there. There it is. Um, yep. <laughs> so, anyways, <laughs> thanks for uh, listening to this uh, episode of our first thoughts on Inscription. Um, if you want more game chats, you can find us on all your favorite podcast you know places. You know and. Um, you know, find us on all our social medias. You can email us pictures of dogs at nonofdogs at thegamechat.net. Please send us pictures of doggies, or puppers, doggos, all the above. Um, come back November 8th and or sooner, maybe, uh, where we'll be talking about the rest of Inscription. Or maybe not. We'll see. <laughs> you should join our Discord. Talk with us. <laughs> <laughs> and see what our schedules is. Uh, but until until then, thanks for listening, and we'll chat at you later. Bye. Bye. Bye.